All right, everybody, stop having fun and let's watch some Christmas movies. Welcome to the North Pole, the North Pole, the North Pole. Welcome to the North Pole, the North Pole, the North Pole. Take a dive into shitty Christmas movies. In the time of year where people spend time with people who share similar genetic information. Welcome to the North Pole, the North Pole, the North Pole. Welcome to the North Pole, the North Pole, the North Pole. Welcome to the North Pole, the North Pole, the North Pole. Welcome to the North Pole podcast. I'm Amanda Justice. And I'm Katie Behrman. And our theme song was created by the extraordinary Toth. With us today, we have incredible queer comic illustrator, comic artist, brilliant guy who has a very narrative mind, and I just can't wait to hear his hot takes. We have David Tarafa. Welcome, David. Thank you. Oh my god. David, I would say I usually apologize to our guests for having them here and watching these movies, but I'll tell you what, I'm not sorry about this one at all. I took a lot of pleasure in watching this movie. I loved it. Holiday in Handcuffs, uh, director Ron Underwood. Sounds well, suspicious. Okay. <laughs> Wait, can I just say, the director of Snow Globe is Ron Canada. The director of Christmas Town is Ron McGee. <gasps> say the name of this one again. Ron Underwood. Oh my God, every time one, one of this guy's Christmas movies flops, he takes on a new name and he makes another one. But he doesn't care to change the first name. <laughs> so he's been Canada, McGee, and Underwood. Ron Canada is like an exquisite name. It's exquisite. He should have stuck with that. Ron Canada was good, especially because it was like a Canadian production company. So mm. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, it was right, written by a woman, Sarah Ensley. Okay. Um, interesting. Fascinating. Filmed in Canada. <laughs> So we have starring Melissa Joan Hart, Mario Lopez. Um, the father's name is Timothy Bottoms. <laughs> wow. And his, his IMDb profile says, in parentheses, AKA Tim Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also Marky Post, who I love. Oh, is that, was that uh, the brother? No, that's the mom. Oh. <laughs> the name like Marky. Marky Post from like the Torpelsons. I don't know. Anything she about was, that? Like, kind of famous in the '90s. So there's like I some. Know. We have some like hot actors here. We have Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart. Like no, those are uh, huge up, names. Up, up, up. Pick one of those, life friend, because you're not gonna. I don't know. Melissa Joan Hart looked terrible. She looked terrible, and I would say that she's like way over by the time she did this movie. Like her career was. I'm close. sorry. By hot, I mean like a yeah. household name. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. mean like like famous. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but I would say that these actors are arguably more famous than the ones that we've previously seen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's why they made this. They were able to make this movie is because they were famous people, right? I mean, well, from what we've watched, you can make garbage movies that have a plot that doesn't make any sense with absolutely nobody. True. This film is described as a uh, so. Very important, because of how hot these actors were, this was like the number one ABC Family premiere in all of ABC Family history. Oh, That's wow. very interesting. And um, it pre premiered December 9th, 2007, and it's described as an American crime comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And I love that so much. 
what about this? What is... <laughs> if I had to d identify a crime comedy, I would That'd identify... That'd be like Beverly like, Hills Cop. A mon or like a monster Fargo? movie. Fargo. Fargo. That's yeah. a crime comedy. Yeah. A comedy. I guess a this comedy. is... I guess technically a crime happened, and technically it was supposed to be a comedy, so they're not like wrong, wrong, but like... A rom comedy. It's a rom comedy. A very severe. The crime is severe, but the comedy is not. <laughs> <laughs> so we open. I want to before we dive into this. I love when our guests give us me, give us and me, me and us a little <laughs> summary of the plot. <laughs> me, myself, and I. Okay. Me, myself, and I. So um, Melissa Joan Hart is like a total train wreck. And she's like really excited to bring her rich boyfriend home for the holidays, but he's like not even her boyfriend. He totally dumps her. And then she abducts the first hot dude she sees at her job um, and takes him home. And then he tells the family repeatedly that she's crazy and he's been kidnapped. They think it's an inside joke. And then, um, and then he falls in love with her. And I think we can't emphasize enough how much of a train wreck Melissa Joan Hart is. She really is. She's a hot mess. She I really could is. not believe it. I could not believe it. Uh, the whole time I was like, please don't fall in love with this person at the end. Like, you have to make <laughs> such know. a turnaround to like fall in love with your captor, but then also yeah. like this hot mess of a I person. Know, so you, got, you got kidnapped by a fucking loser. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny is that her job at the diner is like, I think presented as being like this evidence of like what a fucking loser she is. Yeah. Um, and yet her like coworker who's like really like reasonable and together so has the exact same job as her, but she's like a beautiful functional. She's woman. like, yeah. Well, she also, I mean, this is like a spoiler, but she eventually becomes an owner of the diner. Yeah, I so. would also well, big every time spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The most like important like gag of the movie. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, Melissa Joan Hart is presented as a hot mess, but all of the ways that they, this, all the ways that this movie handles everything are so, I hate saying problematic over and over again, but frustrating to watch. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, yeah, a yeah. mess because she works in a diner. It's like, actually, it's fine to be on yeah. a, a server. Like, it's like a yeah, totally great job. Totally. Yeah. And she's like an artist. Trip. And it's like, um, yeah. Actually, she, her paintings, when seen from oh. far away and in the corner, they oh. were whatever. She's literally me. Them. Oh my god! Oh I my literally god. am both of the things Whoa. that she is too. Have you ever kidnapped Mario Lopez? And yeah, I kidnapped Mario Lopez. So, so she's like, you know, an artist and a server. She's David, and she also she has a huge apartment. She's a I hate huge it when apartment. they're like, oh, we're so uh -huh. poor and we're a train wreck, but we have this massive loft space. I'm mm -hmm. so frustrated when her parents like, we thought you would get your life together, and it's like, by what? Like her stove not being broken, or <laughs> like what part of her life? Because it seems like she has like a pretty stand, like a pretty beautiful like city life in an apartment that like. It looks occasionally, massive. it looks massive, and like occasionally. First of all, if the stove doesn't work, you just light it with a match. You don't need to use your hair dryer on your Chinese food. And also, cold Chinese food is better than slightly warm well, maybe, Chinese. Maybe that that's part why really she, bothered me. Maybe that's why she needs to get her life together because she doesn't know these basic skills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I hated her relationship with her family, and I hated her reaction to it too. She's like. I'm always the black sheep. That was our main conflict, mm -hmm. right? That like Melissa Joan Hart was like not loved by her seemingly right. perfect family. And her family wasn't perfect, but also it's true they did not love her. 
Yeah, no, yeah they definitely was, did treat oof. her like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah and, and then she sure. was always like walking around. I was just also confused by her being 27 and, and it felt like all these characters were supposed to be so younger. Like it was a bunch of people that were in their 30s playing like late 20s having crises that people have in their early 20s. And it felt all like when like the sister was like, I don't want to go to law school. I took all daddy's money and I opened a Pilates studio. Yeah. I was just like, is this something that like a 35 year old woman would do? I don't know. Right. Why is Or like a 23 year It's hard to, yeah. Yeah, it felt like that. And Melissa Joan Hart's all At her problems. At what age problems. do you steal your dad's money and make a pl- open a Pilates? <laughs> I mean, I guess any age if you're bold enough. I guess all the ages. Um, and I, I actually normally drag people's art in films, but I didn't feel like Melissa Joan Hart, Hart's art was so bad that it could be dragged very properly. I thought I it was fine. I liked it okay. Yeah. I thought that the, the painting at the end, I was like, I like that. The little, that one looked like a baby's painting. <laughs> okay, here's my, my... Her portrait of her friend wasn't bad. Yeah, the portraits right. were great. Alice Neal. Yeah. Like, is that a good art reference? I thought that was a pretty oh, I know. Yeah, good art reference. Yeah, that was, like, weird. Yeah. There was, like, one person art. on that team who yeah. was like, I know art. I know art. <laughs> um, here's my frustration is that, yes, Melissa Joan Hart has an awful relationship with her family, and their treatment of her is just, like, so horrific. And I hope that, like, and their, like, standards are so high, and there's so much pressure on her, and I feel like the more pressure they put on her, even to like not ruin Christmas, like mm-hmm. that was like, you always ruin Christmas. What does that even mean? <laughs> but she is so unlikable. Holy smokes. And she's off her rocker. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> no, she really is. She's out of her fucking mind. When she abducted Mario Lowe, I mean, that is. With a gun, too. With a gun. With an old fashioned antique gun. gun. Yeah. yeah. And then she like shot him in the crotch, kind of. Oh, yeah. I like that scene. When she Wait, she didn't shoot him on purpose, though, right? No, yeah. she yeah, like swerved the car because yeah, yeah, yeah. she has too many things going on in her brain. Also, she fucks up her hair in the beginning. She leaves the uh-huh. curlers in too long. So uh-huh. it just looks like this massive Shirley Temple poop it's on horrible. her head. It's they just horrible. went out of their way to make her look like fucking shit because she's got that horrible perm and then she's got that awful dress that her mom wanted her to wear. Yeah. You don't have you don't have a pink Christmas dress or? Oh, my pink Christmas dress? <laughs> Your pink form-fitting 19, <laughs> like 1980s does 1960s yeah, Christmas dress. It's a, weird because. Uh, Onassis dress. It was yeah. Yeah. When she first arrives, like it's like she's getting red for her appearance, but her mom is living for the dress. <laughs> it's like the dress is. She's like, you're quite fat bad. and terrible, and your hair is awful, but that dress. But you look fucking stunned in that dress. Great. <laughs> um, I think that something that speaks to her looniness, and I have so many favorite quotes, I just hope to pepper them in throughout the film, and then I'll save my best, best for last. Um, after she like kidnaps Maria Lopez and like gets into all this trouble with her family, um, we can talk about the the police getting involved eventually. I guess that's where the cromedy cr- mm. comes in. <laughs> but I th- I feel like she's like either in the jail cell or like driving away, being like, "Oh, I really did it this time." And it's just like, <laughs> you think? Wait, you are- think I'm JH? So at the beginning of the movie, it starts with like a flash forward moment where. She's like chasing him down the street. He's like, oh, leave me alone, whatever. And then it like cuts back to the diner. Um, I feel like this is like um, terrible because you can immediately, it's like there's no surprise in the flash forward. You're like, whoa, how did they get here? You're just like, oh yeah, this movie's called Holiday in Handcuffs. She kidnaps that man. And when it cuts back to him in the diner, you're like, there he is. That's when she kidnaps him. 
it's not good, right? I, okay, I have a lot of thoughts on that too. This is one of the only Christmas movies that isn't just like A to B. There is like a flash forward in yeah, the beginning, like, like, like yeah, that's like. Um, I bet you're wondering how I got here. And because we've been watching so all. well, here's oh, also, the thing. that moment is thirty minutes into the movie. I know, I know. It's too short. You need to catch up short. at the end, right? Like you need to go through at a least journey. Could be an hour. Yeah. Oh, I agree. An hour, two thirds of the way through, absolutely. But this is the only Christmas movie that like trusts their audience enough to not just go from A to B to C. And I was like, I've been watching so many of these lately that I was like, what is this? Memento? This is crazy. Like, they're really, like, oh, it's a complicated plot situation. Yeah, and a, a complicated exposition. Very Memento. So, okay. But it really was. I actually have a sequence that I find really confusing. Yes. Okay, so there's the part where uh, Marky Post, the mother, is like, oh, I forgot the extra virgin olive oil, right? And um, She, like, passionately yells She kind of freaks unhinged. out, which is meant to be foreshadowing because she's having marital problems. Do you think that the person who wrote this didn't know what extra virgin olive oil was because the emphasis that was put on it was unnatural? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, what is that? What is extra virgin olive oil? Yeah, How yeah. How can you be an extra virgin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, Tim, that's that was... a joke that Tim Bottoms yeah. puts in. <laughs> Um, okay, so she gets mad. So, she gets mad about the extra virgin olive oil. Mario Lopez um, sees an opportunity to get out of the house. He offers to go get it. The, the, the dad is like, no, 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 I'll go. And then Marky Post is like, the men should go together. It's such a great bonding opportunity or whatever. She's like, I think he really likes him about like the dad, which obviously at the point that she says, I think he really likes him, all that Mario Lopez has said is um help i'm being kidnapped she's crazy but they like love it they love it it's so funny so anyway uh they go on the ride to get the olive oil they go to the store and there's the creepy gas station guy from earlier in the movie who thinks that mario lopez and melissa john hard are on a bondage trip Mm -hmm. and so he's trying to figure out how he can use a phone but then i think there's some kind of weird mix up where the dad says something that the gas station guy oh i thought see what i thought is that it seemed like they were fucking and then the gas station guy has a homophobic freak out and that's why he like threatens mario lopez is because he's like oh these guys are gay i could he he's like you know back off super freak is what he says and i couldn't figure out i mean the way the plot was i thought the implication was based on what tim bottoms was saying he was like oh me and her we really need to grease her up we need to grease her up and they were saying like we're taking care of the ladies at home i think he says stuff like that or the lady at home i thought that he made it seem like they were gonna use olive oil as lube between the two of them i believe that and that's why the guy threatens mario lopez so pg-13 the amount of innuendo is so surprising we've been watching like mormon code movies that like don't imply that people do anything but kiss for example, Merry Christmas, the movie that we profiled <laughs> last week. People kissing is the thing that separates someone from being single and married and also is the ultimate goal of everything that you do. But this one is like everyone's talking about turn-ons. Oh, and but I wouldn't not assume that he it was a homophobic freakout because there were many gay jokes that were just frequently I haven't watched this like, in like why would the guy threaten him? Because he was so into the right. horny stuff. Before he was well, like, "Ooh, Lopez let me get you some handcuffs." He was trying to reach for the phone. Yeah. He was trying to reach across the counter where the right. creepy attendant was, and I think he didn't like that. Like you're in the middle of sure. nowhere. Like 
everyone's got a shotgun in the middle of nowhere. If you're reaching across, maybe things are like stealing from the register. That was my reading of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but there's also one more puzzling part, which okay. is that then yeah, Mario Lopez it. gets in the car, like on his own, and then tries to run Steer the car off, off the, the road, road when he didn't have to get in to begin with. No, and then the dad right. is just like, uh, relationships are hard. Don't worry about it. I won't tell anyone about this. I love what? that scene. That scene made me laugh so hard. <laughs> the dad very calmly puts Mario Lopez in a headlock and is like, yeah. calm down there, son. It's me, Tim Bottoms. Just here to let you know that we all try to kill ourselves rather than going back to our partner sometimes. But guess what? You got to go back eventually. Oh, my God. That was it. That was all that was happening. Yeah. I, you know, Tim Bottoms. I was, her whole family, like, it's supposed to be that, you know, she's not the black sheep. Everyone's the black sheep of the family, sheep of the family. That we, you know, the morals that we're supposed to learn are that. But then the other moral that we're supposed to learn, I can hear you itching your beard. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. The other moral of the story is also that, uh, Mario Lopez will fall in love with you if you kidnap him. Yeah. Under duress, people call yeah. it, can fall in love in, if you, I mean, how long did they spend together, guys? A day and a half. But Stockholm mm. Syndrome is strong, I guess. I have a question. Was the re frustration you felt with her family and her re her relationship, was that like a real, a real deep frustration? Or were you just like frustrated like of how, of like the producers being like, ah, oh, this drivel. Listen, my parents love me and I am for sure not the black sheep of the family. Is that what you were asking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is anything wrong with you? Are you really? Are you like trying to tell our origin story in which I kidnapped you from a restaurant that I was working at and brought you home to my family? Is this what you're trying to? Are you trying to air this dirty laundry out on the podcast right now? Here's the thing. I, I yes, but also if if someone were to come up to me and be like, listen. There's like there's like a cabin. I have to go there with my parents. I need like a stand-in like partner. Could you do that for me? I would almost immediately say yes. Oh, you would. I I would say yes, and I'd have I a grand a grand time doing it. I we charm parents all the time. I, this is my thing. Uh, well, and also you know we live in a city, a nice a free a cabin. fun getaway. Yeah. I feel like I would find it extremely like. Uh, just like emotionally depleting to have to fucking interact with someone's family that much. You're not a, you're not like a family guy though, you know? I actually think that uh, generally like when I'm in a situation where I have to interact with someone's family, like they respond well to me, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, everyone just loves you. I mean. Oh, shut up. Um, how do you guys feel about Trudy Chandler, which okay, is. Okay, first of all, by the way, that name is insane. And <laughs> apparently Trudy is a nickname for Gertrude. Yeah. Is that for real? Gertrude Marie Chandler. God. Poor um, Gertrude. She wasn't gonna, she had no chance. She had no chance no, being named really Gertrude didn't. Marie. Her sister's name was something hot, like Kayla. Or I like know, she was a Jenna hottie. or this something. This movie made me like, feel like Melissa Joan Hart is ugly. And, <laughs> oh. and she isn't, like I've always thought she's gorgeous. Yeah. This movie like ruined Melissa I thought when, when the gas station attendant was like, hey sexy, when he first met Melissa Joan Hart, it was kind of like the opposite of a Hollywood homely, which is when like, oh, Audrey Hepburn, she's so ugly looking, right. what a funny face. This is like the opposite of that, where it's like, oh God, <laughs> Trudy Chandler, yeah. people are, okay. Yeah, Everyone was really she, hot and bothered over her. Yeah. And when she reveals her like sexual Christmas outfit, at the end, which is just like a kind of not very form fit.
fitting A-line dress with like an extra shawl <laughs> on top and then a really horrible flower over her ear and then her hair horribly pushed to one side and like straightened and Mario Lopez walks up behind her and goes, oh. <laughs> You look oh so my God. beautiful so after they've fallen in love after 24 hours. The one like, moment I got caught up in the narrative of the movie is when like Melissa Joan Hart walks into the bathroom and Mario Lopez is in a towel. I was like, please fuck her. Please <laughs> fuck her right now. Please get that fucking shower, Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to see Fair his butt. Enough. I want to see a butt yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I definitely didn't want them to happen at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I kept hoping. Yeah. I thought maybe this won't become what it is. Yeah. Maybe this won't happen. Ugh. I I also feel like this movie is a, in the same problem that we always have. It's like normalizing hetero, it's like heteronormative but also like com- compulsory uh, hetero, heterosexuality and and it's constantly it's like well, Trudy's never brought home a boyfriend because Trudy's always single, and she never even had any friends when she was little. We had to pay people to hang out with her. And he gave us our money back. <laughs> the kid that they paid gave them gave the money back. I know. I would have never done that. I would have taken. Yeah, I would have sure. been a pay, friend for pay. I'd still probably be a pe- friend for pay. I think there was a sci-fi movie I watched where there was an option, and I was like, I think that's yeah, Maniac. Oh yeah, Maniac. And I was like, I could. Nice. I could I do, that. do that. We just started that. How did we feel? So there's a, a few like kind of progressive things in here. There were kind of socialist overtones mm-hmm. where like they were making fun of wealthy people for being wealthy. They were. It was a little bit anti-cop, which I thought was cool. Bumbling, like, but bumbling then also cops. Other hits on him. Bumbling. Bumbling. Oh, bumbling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like bumbling they cops. They created a lot of bubbles. They were bubbling. <laughs> they were bubbling cops. cops. Yeah, big old bubble butts in those <laughs> uniforms. Anti-cop. And then there was there was some gay stuff, but a lot of it was like Trudy being the butt of a lesbian joke, which obviously I was I was even happy to be mentioned, my people. <laughs> but I was like, I know I should hate this. Um, That's okay. So one of the gay things in the movie also is like, so Trudy thinks she's such a fuck up, and then there's like the big moment where her siblings both are revealed to also be fuck ups, and like her brother's like fuck uppery is basically that he's gay. Like I. I yeah. like. I kind of like his coming out moment with Trudy. Like, I actually feel like their sibling relationship is depicted sort of like lovingly, it's yeah. and it's cute. Yeah. But I do feel like the implication is basically like, see, he's fucked up too. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, right. That's so that's pretty shitty. Like, oh, like yeah, your sister stole a bunch of money. That's by the way the only. Well, I guess kidnapping. Kidnapping, kidnapping is, it's a the, is the number one crime. Is the number one yeah. crime. Yeah. It's a big one. But I would say that and homosexuality the, isn't, the isn't really a crime at all. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you would do you it say, right. Is that your hot take? That's a oh. hot take. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe it's not so much like fucking up, though, as like bucking their parents' expectations. Right. You know? They're all disappointments, but it's kind of like the same right. kind yeah, of Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It's, the same it's not really. But then the, the, the mother, her, when he comes out, when the brother comes out to the mother and she's just like, <laughs> oh, right, I know. And then she's like, I hate all your underwear, Tim Bottoms. Like, yeah. that's her comeback. Dude, her. Tim Bottoms. Um, so we watched this movie with the captions on, and whenever he was chewing food, it would, in parentheses, say moaning. And it would be <laughs> moaning, moaning, moaning. And I, at first when I saw that, I was like, what a hilarious caption mistake. But then I figured out later that it was like a yeah. purposeful. Tim Bottoms was told, like, moan near your food so your wife can 
have an excuse to hate yeah. you. Yeah, I feel like all the stuff with Marky Post is like the worst Telegraph stuff in the movie. Like all, of, like she just seems like a fucking weirdo, and then later you're like, oh, she's meant to be acting like that because she has marital problems that no one knows about yet. Right, but that it's are just like, like manifesting in weird ways. Yeah. But she just seems just, unhinged. She just seems fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. like giggly. Melissa yeah. Joan Hart also just seems oh. so unhinged. You know who we haven't fucking talked about? Who? The grandma. That fucking. <laughs> crazy evil grandma. I hate a drunk grandma cr- trope because it it's like very, well, well do you I have mean, a drunk go- grandma? I don't have a, a living grandma, but <laughs> thanks for bringing that up right now. So I hate, I mean, I, I always have a problem when alcohol is, is treated with uh, to comedic effect because mm. it's like, I do believe it is a disease. I do believe that like Americans have a real problem with alcohol culturally. And I feel like uh, the drunk grandma trope is always supposed to be like really cute and funny. Like, right. isn't it funny when your grandmother's like pissed drunk and crashes her car and right. screaming I hate at my everyone? Grandma. She's awful. <laughs> she is. She's horrible and <laughs> drunk. I just like I hate when the, I hate that trope. I'm never. I never laugh at it. Yeah. I'm always pretty frustrated by it. And it's also I think really I liked, lazy, lazy writing to yeah. like include. Uh, an older person and then be like, well, the only way that you can be funny is if you have a dependency because yeah. isn't that funny that you have yeah. a dependency? It's like, actually, no, like anyone of any age can be yeah. an alcoholic or like smoke too much pot or whatever. And however you like treat these characters in this movie is like a reflection on your inability to write a complicated character in any of any right. age, but specifically yeah. someone who's like, okay, whatever, but, but isn't it kind of funny that the grandma is like, Completely evil. I do has like, no familial you, 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 ties whatsoever. I doesn't love anyone and love anyone in her family at all. That part of her personality was really right. funny. Like her just being like, "Don't touch me," and I want to go back to the city to get but a steak. I did forget that she literally got into her car drunk and crashed. Which is they always tell nuts. you in improv that like you should never like it's never funny to just play someone who's really drunk or really high or like out of their mind because it's just like. Yeah. Well, that's just a thing that happens. It's not unexpected in any way. So you can be evil and still be hilarious mm-hmm. and like hate her, your family. Yeah, her hating her family could have been enough. You don't have to give her a drunk excuse. If I were in that family and I used to be on Broadway, I'd probably hate them too. Oh, I forgot she was on Broadway. She, on Broadway. she brings it up so much. Yeah, she brings it up a lot. She was actually pretty well developed considering that like no one else was. Like Mario Lopez's character was very flat. Oh wait, okay, so originally, because Melissa Joan Hart makes a bunch of assumptions about him, we think that he's like a rich boy who like was in a frat and whatever. Then we find out that he's like self-made, he was like an orphan or whatever, and da 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 he became rich on his own. Yeah. That's basically his personality. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need for a Christmas movie? You kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, he has that fiance who is horrible. Very horrible. Very horrible. She has a horrible mom. She wasn't that hot. I agree. I didn't think she was that hot. Yeah, she had boobs. And this is another uh, example where ABC Family shows shows some cleavage. Mm -hmm. cleavage. But I did like uh, the the Mario Lopez's partner's parents made Maria was a very fantastic character that we got about. Oh right, she was wearing the veil at the end too. Yeah, she like not only she like. harassed her employers and frequently made them fall off their chairs. Oh, she did do that. And then at the end, she was just like smoking and wearing a wedding dress. And she's like, I really don't like my life. Which is, I mean, you could also just leave, but I like that you're staying in Maybe and really blowing leave. things up from the inside, Maria. <laughs> um, in the sequel, this whole family is dead. 
Yes. A thousand percent. Maria is standing on a... Because the only way to keep their relationship alive is to continue to handcuff and Mm -hmm. and pin up each other. But And then what's happening to Maria? Oh, nothing. She kidnaps both of them. Oh, that's the sequel. She kidnaps both of them and then they fall in love with her. Movie. I'd fuck up that. Oh, so something we haven't talked about yet at all is like, um, you know, what the twist ending is. She has an art opening. She invites only her brother, but her brother low key invites everybody else. She also meets her brother's boyfriend. Um, and then Mario Lopez shows up. He bought her painting. And then he reveals to her that they're founding an art and architecture firm. Because he's always wanted to be an architect, but he didn't pursue his passion. She's an artist, so he's founded a firm for them. Isn't that fucking nuts? It's a big assumption to make after you haven't seen someone for a few months. Right? You've known, you've known each other for two days. You jilt your current fiance, and then that's like a pretty big leap of faith to make. It makes me think that maybe Mario Lopez is also unhinged. Yeah, well, he did fall in love with like a woman who kidnapped him, so... Should we talk about some of the Christmas stuff in the film? Mm-hmm. I actually felt very satisfied by all the Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you like the best? Snow. I love the hockey scene where Melissa Joan Hart fell on her head many, many times <laughs> so loudly. Yeah. Watching someone fall on ice, which is so painful, was pretty great. I felt head like she was really so getting what she deserved movies right there. And TV. They act like head trauma is no big deal so oh, much. Yeah. It's yeah. a really big deal. Yeah. She well, you got to do those like banana peel falls. Mm-hmm. So many times, and it looked like they really, they probably were like, we don't really have a budget for a stunt person. We spent all our budget on the stunt person that's going to play you in the ice skating scene. So (laughs) we need you to really fall here and like really, you know, get a little smack in there. Get a good... (laughs) They're like, it would be cheaper to get you some concussion medicine. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, like a little ice and some extra eggnog? (laughs) Um, Okay, so my favorite Christmas thing is when this entire family of adults listens to Mario Lopez read like a children's Christmas story and then Night they all before applaud. Christmas. It's like why on earth would that happen? Well, that's a, that's a thing about these movies is like when families reveal their traditions and their nostalgia, it feels like a weird sort of arrested development where like everyone is a weird giant baby like they, they're they like, the traditions, the traditions, they matter so much. We need to put out cookies for Santa. We got to write him a letter. And we need to read uh, um, The Night Before Christmas right. because it's tradition. But it feels like adults at preschool or something. It's, it's so, so uncomfortable. Yeah. Go plant a tree. Go, do, like, go to a charity or something. You can make a new tradition. Favorite quotes, guys? Oh, I have so many. I actually like them. Okay, so I'll go. I'll go. I'll go double the time. I didn't take any notes. No, no notes, no quotes for David. (laughs) Um, One is the first scene in the diner when uh, Trudy Chandler is is like her boyfriend just broke up with her. She's like kind of in a weird daze, and this little chubby kid yells from a table, "I said hot fudge, chowderhead," (laughs) and I was like, "Yeah, fucking get it." time on screen but I laughed every time very memorable yeah it was great and then when she first kidnaps Mario Lopez she does it with this antique gun that is sitting in the restaurant and he says where do you get that and she said maybe you've heard of a little thing called the Indian War of Independence 1957 (laughs) 
She doesn't what? say nine. She was she 1857. I'm sorry. I, was I, say, I, yeah. I don't think there was an Indian War. The sorry, I read it wrong. Um, and then obviously I when... I thought that was really funny. I was like, did they not even research when it was? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, when Tim Bottom says... When, when the mom is blowing up at her, he just Wait. also gets so unhinged. And he says, you are the puppet master and I'm your little clown. Oh, yeah. That was he weird. He said that. That was really weird. That was, was strange. Good. So I have one, which is when Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez are starting to fall in love and they're playing chess. And right. Melissa Joan Hart makes a move and then loses the game and then grabs her pawn back and it says, can I have a do-over? Can I take it back? And Mario Lopez goes, you can't just take something back. And then Melissa Joan Hart says, well, even if you knew right away that it was wrong. I'm fucking fist pumping because that part is wild. It's like, it's so it's wild. A, like basically Mario Lopez forgives her for kidnapping him. He does in that scene. Nuts. I can't believe you can just walk Nuts. away from ki- a kidnapping like that. Even if like I knew right away yeah. that it was wrong. He's like, okay, but I'll know you're a cheater. It's like, what? Yeah, he says, earth? okay, but I'll know you're a cheater. And then they both are like, let's go get some milk. I'm like, yo, she literally kidnapped you. But, but milk will fix it. Well, let's go get milk. Disgusting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What was on their Christmas list? Uh, she, He was like a blender, a juicer or something like that. Yeah. And hers was like to not be loved by my, or to be loved by my family. Oh my God. We forgot to talk about something really important, which is that not only is Melissa Joan Hart like a loser, but she's also depicted as like a bleeding heart liberal yeah, or whatever. True. Like they're like, oh, you and your causes. And like, she writes down like, and greenhouse emissions or something on like it's so weird like she's like stop global warming is like what she wants because and then she's like your list is so materialistic or whatever i know it, it seemed pretty reasonable to you it was like um yeah, like a, a kitchen tool like it's like well it tools. is a, yeah. it is a fucking christmas lift of gifts that you want melissa so yeah it's stuff well, that's also another thing that they were probably like, is her character fully rounded enough? No. Nope, I think, let's just put in some, like, honestly, her liberalism. Honestly, that stuff doesn't feel like it connects with anything else about her character. Like, it truly right. feels like random nonsense that just, like, is, like, you know, jostling yeah. against, like, everything else about her. Like, it's just like, what? Especially because the rest of her family also appeared to be, like, white liberals. They all seem to basically be, like, a family of white liberals, except for, like, the drunk grandma, probably. Who is like, I'm not interested in politics. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. I actually don't really, I like a character that just says, don't touch me <laughs> to her family members. And we also like to suggest like food to, to enjoy, like a little oh, yeah. snacky food to enjoy with this movie. Uh, any suggestions? Lisa? I have a really good suggestion. Yeah. So this is a special <laughs> recipe that I whipped up in my test kitchen just for this movie. Uh, <laughs> so basically it's your standard eggnog recipe. But instead of cream, you use ranch dressing. What about, what about um, paint? You can use white paint. Oh, instead of doing an eggnog yeah. with white paint, just the white paint is fine. <laughs> ranch dog. Yeah, ranch it's hot, hot ranch with like brandy in it. I am not lying that that sounds like something that would be like a special in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. <laughs> they're like, they're like this season's it's tis the season for ranch dog. <laughs> it's like it may be like a, a Taco Bell special. They're like this ranch dog is pretty good, but I'd like it served hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think ranch dog is a really, really fantastic answer. I was just thinking about all the milk that I wanted to be drinking with this. I just wanted some big glasses of milk just to wash down my kidnapping with. Fucking pervert. In a bad way. <laughs> Um, you know those like uh, like some sort of like edible underwear or like um, candy, <laughs> candy necklace, <laughs> like a plate with an edible underwear. On. You're just watching the movie and like cutting it with a fork. <laughs> what are the edible underwears? I've seen the candy necklace ones. What are the other ones I made out of? I have no fucking idea. Do you think that, so? That Wait, would be you know more delicious. But like, I feel like I think she just thinks, and I think it, I thought it was just like a plastic that you could eat. I've always thought it was like just papery. Yeah, or like a paper that you can eat. And the last question that we always ask our guests is David. Did you feel the joy of Christmas watching this movie? Um. No. <laughs> um, no, I love I, it. Honestly, like, I love Christmas for real. Like, I genuinely am a real, I'm a Christmas fan. And um, no, I didn't. I just was like, this is like delusionally like weird and stupid. I hate these stupid traditions. Yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I like that it's like a Christmas movie, but I did not experience joy. <laughs> Relate to Christmas. Katie, did you feel it? I'm a little embarrassed to say this um, because I'm not an earnest person, but when she did that monologue about ice skating on a quiet evening with Christmas lights up, I felt that. Shut oh. up. I felt that. I know, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I gotta do it for the cast. Did you feel it when you watched that uh, person in a wig doing figure skating and <laughs> pretending to be Trudy. It looks lovely. It looked goddamn lovely. It looked like a damn painting. I want to make a painting of that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I felt it, but I felt it for the for a very jaded reason, which is I always put this on when I have like winter holiday parties because I hate it and I love it. And I love watching Melissa Joan Hart's dumb face, making dumb faces and her terrible wardrobe choices, which are like her mom dress and then like on to her like Forever 21 kind of tie-dyed outfits that are really bad and poor, mm -hmm. ill-fitting. And I just love watching uh, people kidnap each other in the name of love. Yeah, no, same. It's a real thing. Christmas sentiment. If it's I have a real to Christmas do, tradition. David, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It was fun. Do you have, uh, where can people find your work? Oh yeah, so uh, my queer erotic comic is available at bethcomics.com and then I'm also on Instagram at beth underscore comics and I post art almost every day. Rate us on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, do the whole thing uh, so we can do this again next year. Rocking around the Christmas tree, it's a happy time of year. <clears throat> Rocking around the Christmas, Christmas tree. tree, we're all fucking queer. Rocking around. Da, 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 da.